Hi, I'm Jessica Hawkins and you're listening to the Everything F1 podcast, driven by the fans for the fans. Welcome to this very special edition of the Everything F1 podcast. Today, Sean interviews the Jessica Hawkins from Aston Martin Cognizant F1 team. But first, please don't forget to like us on all our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, We've got a Discord server, all at the handle at JoinEF1. We've also got a shiny website, everythingf1.com. And of course, you can subscribe to our podcast via any of your podcast streaming services. But for now, it's over to Sean with the interview with Jessica Hawkins. Hi, all. Sean from Everything F1 here. And I am delighted to say that on this very special episode, I am joined by our very special guest this weekend, Jessica Hawkins. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? Very good. Thanks. We're really, really happy to have you on. Thanks very much for, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Jessica. I know who you are. Uh, I'm sure a fair few of our listeners know who you are. But for those who maybe don't know uh, who you are, maybe haven't been watching W Series, I'd love to kind of start off with just a little bit of a background on yourself, kind of where you come from, how you got into racing and how that kind of led to, to, to where you are now. Yeah, so um, I race, obviously, we're currently racing in W Series, um, but it all started back when I was about eight years old. Um, I was a very, very sporty child, played all different sports, um, and one day I was playing golf with my dad, actually. Um, and in the distance was a go-kart track. Um, I begged him to let me have a go, but luckily for him, I was too small at the time. Um, but it must have stuck in my brain because I kept bugging him and kept bugging him. And around six months later, he took me back. And luckily, the height restriction had dramatically decreased. So they must have had some smaller carts in. And uh, as, soon as, as soon as I first had a go, I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, I don't think... Either myself or my dad thought that I would still be here 18, 19 years later, having made a career from it. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. And um, a golf interest at the time turned it into a race car career. Pretty good. So you started kind of kind of karting and then made your way up. What other series were you involved in other than kind of go-karting? Uh, so, yeah, karting up until the age of probably about 17, something like that. I had some great success in karting, so I was... British champion in 2008, then won some stuff over in Europe then, and then a few years later made the move into, into cars. Probably a bit late, actually. Probably a bit late. Um, what did I then do? I then did a couple of clear races, um, and then my first full season in cars wasn't until a good few years later, actually. Um, and when I was, uh, I don't know, a good few years ago now. Um, and yeah, had some great success in that in the Mini Challenge Championship. And um, brilliant, that was my first full year. And then my second full year um, was W Series 2019. So uh, obviously extremely different from a Mini performance. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, all great experiences though. And whilst it was frustrating at the time that um, I wasn't as experienced as I'd like to be, um, it meant that I've always had to adapt quick um, to what I've got because I haven't had the luxury of being able to do lots of testing. Um, so whilst it was annoying at the time, it's actually probably made me who I am and the driver that I am. Great. 
Um, so you touched on W Series. Obviously, that's that's where you are now. What exactly in kind of pre twenty nineteen, kind of twenty eighteen, when they were setting up the championship, what was it specifically that attracted you to 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 W Series and wanted and kind of made you want to get involved with it? You know what? Um, when I first first initially heard of W Series, um, I wasn't too keen on the idea, to be honest. Um, and it wasn't until I'd heard a lot more about it. Um, and kind of heard the intentions behind it and um, what it stood for that I kind of did a complete U-turn and realised that really I'd have to be silly to not be involved in it or at least try and be involved in it because it stood for everything I stand for really um, and so so I applied and yeah, there were there were so many um, tough tests to go through to get a drive but nevertheless I was one of the lucky lucky few that managed to get a drive and yeah it's been honestly it's been the most incredible experience and I genuinely would not be racing without them so I have a lot to thank them for and I certainly would would not be racing in a support package on an F1 weekend so um yes it's been an amazing amazing journey and I've a lot to thank them for Brilliant. Well, you've actually kind of led me into and sort of answered my next question. Um, obviously, from the start, kind of W Series has had big supporters like David Coulthard, for example, who obviously commentates on it, which is great. Um, but there were some kind of high-profile names, like, for example, Claire Williams, for example, who initially had some criticism leveled towards the, the sport with words like segregation and discrimination kind of thrown around. Um, was that kind of what your own kind of maybe hesitancy was towards it at the start and had obviously you, you've kind of seemingly got over that in the in in the time since um maybe yeah but i would say that that's you know it's a really easy thing for to be said about the series you know I'm, but i think if they were to put themselves in my position or other drivers position um, there are certainly way, way, way more positives. I actually don't see any negatives. Why? How could there ever possibly be a bad thing of, you know, giving people the opportunity like myself to to go racing? And how how is that ever a bad thing? It's not. So, um, whilst I appreciate it, it's probably quite easy to to see have that view on it. Um, for me, certainly, there's no disadvantage, and why would we not? So, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where. I know that 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 makes total sense. Um, I mean, from my point of view, as just a fan of all racing, having another racing series, especially a really close one with like spec series like W series, is fantastic. And the racing genuinely is really exciting. Um, I know you got a bit of a bash in was it Austria on the first lap? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously not not my intention. Um, and it actually did me a lot of damage through the season to be honest um, I don't know let's put it down to rustiness because I've not been racing in a very long time but that certainly wasn't my intention um, I did apologise after and, and it was my fault it was my fault um, I yeah I don't know what else to say but um, yeah, and it did me a lot of damage as I said it was the last thing that I wanted to happen because it affected me actually more than it affected anybody else mm. um, so yeah um, but we are getting back and since then we've kind of been lacking a bit of speed to be honest we've been struggling a bit but we've certainly got it back the last few races and I'm hoping for a strong finish to the season yeah so I wanted to touch on that as well obviously you're currently is it 11th um so a place above where you finished 2019 you already have what seven points more than you even finished that season with 
Um, so yeah, you, you said you took maybe a bit of a knock, even kind of with your confidence and your own speed and struggling a bit, but it definitely seems to have turned around. Is it 10th, 6th, 5th is the kind of trend over the past couple of yeah, races? Yeah, I, I do you know what? I actually think I'm 10th because I'm joint on points with 11th, but I've had a higher finish. So I don't know. I, I don't, do you know what? I don't know. 10th or 11th. What does it matter if you're not winning? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um, but so with that kind of recent upturn in form, um, but now obviously you've got that pretty big gap between the, between now and the last two races. So you've had that. So how do you kind of keep up the momentum during that big gap and kind of keep in the frame of mind that yes, I had a bad start, but it's getting better and this form is getting better and better and kind of keep in that frame of mind for a month and a half before the, the close of the season then with uh, USA Mexico at the end of October. Yeah, so for sure I know I mean, maybe I don't, but I'd like to think I know me better than anyone knows me. And I know that I'm not very good if I'm not very busy. Um, so I need to keep myself busy, um, train as much as I can, hair as much as I can, keep on the sim as much as I can. So, um, and not just that, just general just general life. Like, I'll just try and keep myself busy and active and um, social as well. Um but yeah, I'm obviously going to be got um, this race here at Monza um, with the team um, at Aston Martin Cognizant Formula One team. So that'll keep me busy as well. And I'm always going to try and learn and just concentrate on um, looking into Austria. And obviously, I am carrying uh, some confidence from the best result of the year. Great. Um, yes, yeah, so you touched on it there that you're in Monza. I'm quite jealous. I believe it's very warm over there at the moment. Um, you're there with Aston Martin. So. Explain to me, what exactly is your role within the Aston Martin Cognizant Formula 1 team, as it is? Um, so, um, this year it's mainly media duties um, and sponsor and media opportunities, um, filling in the gaps when, when needed and when they want to drive there, really. Um, so, um, obviously, for me, I would very much like to drive the car, but I'm very aware to walk before I can run so um but equally I would say never say never um obviously I don't have any super license points um so it's not possible for an FB1 or anything like that but maybe some shows I mean I don't know who knows um the sim simulator as well so um I'm hoping to get stuck into that over the winter obviously it's been there's been so many back on um for W series and for, for AMR um, it's not really been possible to get there, and obviously I don't want to be confusing my car with with, with the Formula One car. So um, I'm sticking to my simulator at the moment. But over the winter, hopefully I can get stuck into to to the simulator at the factory. Great, yeah, brilliant. Um, so we couldn't really mention Aston Martin without talking about James Bond. Um, and what a lot of people probably don't know is that you also work as a stunt driver, um, most notably on the upcoming. No Time to Die, the new James Bond film. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, I can't really. I can't. Can I? Can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Damn it, I thought I'd get a spoiler out of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I mean, it was an incredible, incredible thing to do. Never did I ever think that I was going to be a stunt driver on a, on the Inner Bond movie. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. It's going to be uh, well worth a watch, and I'm excited to see it from start to finish. Well, if you can't give us too much of spoilers of sort of 
what your role in in the film was. Uh, maybe you could tell us kind of how it came about. How how did you get into the kind of the the, the world of stunt driving? I suppose. Well, well, actually, sorry, that's a lie. So I can say that I was driving one one of the one of the defenders. Um, you may or may not have seen an advert for the new defender, which saw three defenders jumping a very long and high distance. Um, so that was, um, I, I was driving one of those and there's, um, and a few other bits, which I can't talk about, but yeah, it was main, do you know, I got into stunt driving because essentially I ran out of money to go racing, um, a good few years ago, maybe five, six years ago, I made the decision to, to take, um, an opportunity that arose itself, um, for it to be one of the 11 stunt drivers in Fast and Furious Live. Um, and that then snowballed into other opportunities and I met some good people and obviously it's very different to racing. I, I've always said that it's um, the same set of skills, just used in a completely different way. Um, and the reason that I'm racing again is obviously only because of W Series, but that's how it came about. That's pretty cool. Okay, so you're in Italy this weekend. Obviously, there, there's no W Series race this weekend. Um but what are your kind of expectations for the Formula One? Obviously, there's this return of sprint qualifying this weekend, yeah. which is something a bit different. So yeah. give us your thoughts on the, the, the race this weekend and the, week, uh, the F1 this weekend. Yeah, so it's obviously, sorry, I'm just literally watching F2 qualifying. It's in the closing minutes. So I have it on too. <laughs> it's very exciting. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, we've had a, we've just had a strong FP1. So that's always good to start with a strong session. Uh, for both drivers, actually, um, but yeah, I think the sprint race gives it gives it more action. To be honest, um, it's certainly busy for for us here over the weekend on a sprint um, weekend because we've only got one FP one before or one free practice before qualifying, which um, you know it makes FP one really quite important for qualifying later. And it's obviously later in the day, so it's six o'clock over here in Monza at six six to seven qualifying mm-hmm. in. Um, so yeah, and then we've got another free practice in the morning and then obviously the sprint race on Saturday evening. Um, now from a spectator's point of view, I think it's amazing. I'm sure I, I was actually, I didn't get to see the one at Silverstone because obviously I was racing at the, not the same time, but on the same weekend. So obviously my sole focus is on how I go faster. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I didn't actually see it. It's going to be my first time experiencing it. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, well, I can tell you, it, it, you're right. It's it's certainly something different. Um, maybe you might not have too much of an opinion on it now, but obviously there's sprint qualifying in like F2 and F3. Is it something you'd maybe like to see brought into W Series at some point or some kind of extra different change to the format? Yeah, I mean, I think another race throughout the weekend would <clears throat> certainly be welcomed by all the drivers. Whether that's a possibility or not, I don't know. Um, I think everybody would like it, but there's a, you know, it's, there's so much, so much, so much planning and stuff uh, into these things. And I think they settled on one race for this year as it was a, a, a starting year. But who knows what the future may hold? I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to be driving it next year. Who knows? I hope I am. Um, but nothing's set in stone. And I don't think anybody's driver's confirmed at the moment. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, I would certainly welcome more than one race over the weekend. Brilliant. On W Series this this year again, um, so there's been six races so far, two to go. Which has been your kind of favourite track so far, or is would your favourite track be one that you haven't been to yet, or would it be one of the old DTM tracks? Oh, God, that's really difficult. Um, I'd never been to Spa before, and everybody told me before I go to Spa, you'll absolutely love it, um, and I did. Um, but I equally loved Zambor. That was amazing. I've never driven on a circuit with that much banking. So that was an amazing experience. And honestly, I don't know if I could choose between the two. 
Although, if, if I have my best at Zambo, so I've got to say Zambo really, don't I? <laughs> yeah, it was a very good race. I think I think it the, the W series and the, the 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 other series were maybe a bit more exciting in Zandvoort than the F1 was because obviously you know Zandvoort's such a tight track the F1 cars barely fit on it yeah um, it's difficult to um, our, our cars are relatively difficult to overtake in anyway so when you when you add a circuit that's difficult to add to anyway um, mm. it makes it even harder but um, so it, qualifying is so important in our series it is so important it's really really difficult to recover a bad qualifying mm. So there was so much emphasis on qualifying at Zambor. But that's the same anywhere. It's just even more harder at a circuit like Zambor. Yeah. So speaking of kind of that, so are there any tracks, if, you know, fingers crossed, you are to be in, in W Series next year and for future seasons, um, and now that it's an official kind of F1 support uh, series, are there any tracks that you don't currently go to that you'd like to, to see added to the, to the W Series calendar going forward? God, I'd love to do Abu Dhabi. That would be amazing. The this, this, this season closure um, at Abu Dhabi would be amazing. Um, but I've actually never been to Abu Dhabi before, so who knows? I, I, I might be wrong. Um, I've never been to most of the tracks, to be honest, so I don't know. But I would say Abu Dhabi would be amazing to have uh, the finale there. And um, where else? Where else? I think here would be a really cool, cool one. I've never mm-hmm. driven either and even though I've never driven here having just done the track walk and stuff I'm already a fan so I think it would, here would be really cool um but then you, you know I would very much like to to do every single race at the Formula One do that as well but um I think that would very be a, an extremely costly uh experience so but who knows I don't know um I'd like to do all of them I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm a bit surprised you didn't say Monaco, but I feel like maybe that's a bit of a, a cliche to say, oh, I'd love to drive oh, at Monaco. Gee. Yeah, no, you're right, actually. Monaco would be amazing. Of course, Monaco. How did I forget that? Well, you're right. The, the kind of the, the pageantry and event of Abu Dhabi um, is in itself very unique. Um, it's a night it, race. Yeah, the night race is pretty cool, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of friends go to it a few years ago and they said it was it was something else. They were staying in the hotel. Um I'd say Monaco would be up there as well. You said you go on track walks. I'm sure a lot of people don't have a clue what that entails other than the drivers just strolling around the track. But some drivers think it's really important. Some like Fernando Alonso hate it. Where do you stand on track walks? And kind of what exactly do you as a driver get out of them? I mean, so especially if you've never been there before, it's good to... So this this simulator is is extremely accurate, but there is nothing... There's no substitute to driving it in real life. Um, and if you can pick up just a little bit of more knowledge on how big the curves are, how much exit you can run, what curves you can take, what curves you can't take, um, is the circuit a little bit wider at certain corners than some than it is on the sim, or are there any bumps that you need to avoid, or anything like that? So it's, it's more of a kind of a, a time for drivers to pick up on things that they perhaps missed, or maybe they've the, the circuit is mildly changed from the week from the previous year when they've been there before um also it's a time for if the engineer and the engineers and stuff are on the track walk as well it's a time for them to kind of just have another discussion about other things and get other opinions and watch videos from the from from the from the year before or previously or some testing that have been done so it is to some extremely valuable 
Um, others may do, have a different way of getting the same information. So I think it's very driver dependent. Um, for me, I quite like doing it. And it's, uh, it's also just a, a time to bond with some of the people that you work with, you know. I walked the track with Seb yesterday and we got to about halfway around and one of the teams said to me, oh, Jess, there's the, there's the banking over there uh, because I'd never been, I've never been here before. And um, I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Cool, like so much history. Um, and Seb turned around and he said, what? You've never been here before? <laughs> like, no, I've never been here before. I said, oh, I must take you to the, to, to, to the banking. And the, at the end of the track walk, he um, took me to the banking and we went over there. And what a guy. What wow. He cares about his team that much, you know, that he, he, takes, takes, he takes me to see the banking because I've never seen it before. And I think that's just typical Seb. He cares a lot about his team and people around him. And uh, what a guy. That's good to hear. Because um, obviously we see a lot of pictures of him picking up trash and stuff like that. Um, but some can be a bit cynical and say, oh, he's only doing it for a photo op. He doesn't have social media, so I always doubted that. But it's always Absolutely. nice to hear the inside. Absolutely. There's zero chance of that. Of that. There is no chance of that being just for a photo. That is him. Another story. He stopped on track yesterday because there was a generator, power, power, a big generator powering a, an LED sign. He stopped the people and said, can we turn this off? Because there is nobody here to look at the sign. There's nobody looking at the sign. So I think, can, can we turn it off? Um, and they weren't allowed to, <laughs> to turn it off. But nevertheless, he was saying, oh, I'm going to come and turn it off later because he genuinely cares about everything that he says he cares about. Um, mm. um, and his, his, his press officer, I'm sure, won't mind me saying that um, when he comes to do his briefings, um, Matt Bishop, when Matt Bishop gives Seb his media briefings, sometimes Matt will come with it written on a bit of paper and Seb will say, oh, why have you got it written on a bit of paper? We've got it on our phone. Um, so even silly things like that, like he genuinely cares about the environment and he genuinely cares about everything that he says he cares about. And it, honestly, he's one of the most incredible people I've ever met. Wow, that's 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 pretty incredible. I'm, I'm quite jealous that you get to, to spend such time with him. Um, obviously, he's quite a legend of the sport. Um, and it was a bit of a shame to have him stripped of that that second place a couple of weeks ago as well. But I'm sure that was a great kind of moment for the team before it was stripped, um, that podium. What, what was kind of the atmosphere like within the team when, when he hit that podium? I obviously, I was, um, I was racing that same weekend. Um, so I wasn't. So when, basically, when I'm racing, I'm with W Series. Um, and I'm not allowed to flip between the two because of the bubble situation. Mm. So I obviously wasn't here, but I'm sure it was, um, everybody was extremely happy. I'm sure they were. And then an unfortunate thing we had it taken away from, from them. So I'm sure they were sad, but um, yeah, they move on and that doesn't change how hard they work for the next race. Mm. Well, sp speaking of the lads, obviously did did pretty well last, last year. Stroll was, uh, Lance was on the, the podium last year. Do you think maybe they could, Pull the rabbit out of the hat again this year, Monza? I, I mean, never say never. Um, what's so important here is the toe. Mm. It's to get it right is difficult. Um, you can very easily trip over each other. Um, so it's very much, there's a certain degree of luck to it, I do believe, around here. Um, but then equally, you can do as much planning as you want. And then something happens that you, you can't then do what you've planned. Um, mm. There's a certain degree of luck, but obviously they will have the strategists and everybody engineers will be working out the perfect plan going forward into the session. 
Um, and I think that if, if all goes right, we we do have, a, a, we can have a fast car, certainly in the races. I don't know, we'll see. We, we did have a strong FP1 session. So hopefully we'll have a strong qualifying. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, and just to just to finish off, just kind of wanted to go back to, to yourself and your upcoming W Series races. Like we said, they're, they're a couple of weeks off, but the next one is Texas, I believe. Texas, um, yeah. Assuming it's not cancelled, fingers crossed. Um, it is a cool circuit. Have you been there before? Have you been working on the sim for it? <laughs> uh, no, I've never been there before. Um, if, I, if I've not raced at Silverstone GP, I've definitely not raced at Kota. <laughs> and I live half an hour away from Silverstone. Um no, never been there, but I have driven it on the sim. And if it's anything like it is on the sim, it will be absolutely incredible. Um, there's a section, um, I think, turn three or turn two, three, four, five, I think, which is... The yeah, is sector one. Where's, yeah, sector one in general, I think is going to be amazing. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that one. And that's, um, yeah, that's probably one that I'm most excited to. Mexico is obviously going to be great as well. Um, I've been to Mexico, but I've never been to the circuit. I've been within a, a mile or so of it, but never been there. But then again, they, they build it um, for that event. So mm-hmm. it's unlikely that I've ever been there. So yeah, I'm excited and hopefully it can be a strong end to the season. Yeah, well, do you, do you have kind of a, a an internal goal in mind? Obviously your, your best result was, was a fifth. Do you have like that podium or that win in your sights? Obviously oh. you probably always do, but specifically for these two races. I could smell the podium in Hungary. I'm not going to lie. It was close. It was close, especially halfway through when I kind of caught third and fourth. Mm. Um, I thought, God, this is really possible now. And um, but unfortunately, our cars are really can be quite re- difficult to overtake in. Um, uh, there's not much tow combined with a circuit that's equally as difficult to overtake around. So, um, but nevertheless, I was happy with fifth. It was my best result. But yeah, I am going to be pushing hard for a podium before the end of the season because um, I I think. Um, I'm capable um, things have just got a slot into place well fingers crossed we'll all be watching and cheering you on from here um, very much looking forward um, the W Series for anyone who's interested returns for the USA uh, in Texas and Coda on the 23rd of October and then the season finale is Mexico the following week on the 30th of October well listen Jessica it's been an absolute honour talking to you it's been a total pleasure thank you so very much for joining us enjoy the Italian Grand Prix enjoy the heat of Monza and very best of luck for the final two two rounds of the W Series in October thank you so much thanks for having me thank you very much chat to you soon bye now bye That was a cracking interview from Sean and thank you very much for Jessica Hawkins for joining us uh, on the Everything F1 podcast. As always, you can find us on all our social media platforms at JoinEF1 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and of course our Discord server and our website www.everythingf1.com. All that's left for me to say is thank you very much for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next week for our Sochi preview. Goodbye. (laughs) 